Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. I'd like to just take a quick uh, moment to thank all my new subscribers. There's been quite a few coming through lately, and I just wanted to let you know that I have great gratitude for that, and I very much appreciate you supporting this podcast and your own journey uh, into creating high-functioning habits and not living in regret. On that note, it's kind of a sad day. I said goodbye to my second host child that I we've had this past year. September to February, we had a young man from Brazil that was in grade 11. It was the first time I'd been a kind of full-time mom in about a decade, so uh, there were some adjustments. He was great, though. He was pretty laid back and easygoing, and we were in the middle of a reno at the time, and he really didn't seem to care. He just sort of fit in with the family, and we carried on. But in February, we we took in a young lady from um, Brazil who was a year younger, only in grade 10, a little bit of an introvert, and we'd already moved into our place, and I was working in two businesses, and not going to lie, at this point, the sort of parenting full-time became not overwhelming, but just I realized perhaps maybe long-term not what I'd want to do. This has been the most amazing experience, having these kids in our house Um, I actually would have preferred, especially the second time around, having two at a time. I think that would have been a little more interactive uh, at the dinner table for sure Um, and and brought a different dynamic into the home. So if anyone out there is considering exchange students, if you do not have children at home already, uh, try and get two. If you do have children, then one's really going to just add to your already existing family and would be a great experience for your children to experience how other kids live and view the world from other countries. It really is quite phenomenal. You, phenomenal. you think, I think there's a part of us that all just think people are all the same. And we, we might be at the base, but we are products of our environment, our upbringing, the doctrines to which we've been, we've been um, exposed to as we've grown. And yeah, very, very interesting. So my husband just worked three of the longest, grossest days out on a, on a business trip. So he took this morning and he took her to the airport for me, bless his heart, because I don't think I could have handled a scene. I had a bad enough scene in the basement saying goodbye to her. Everyone was crying, but uh, I really preferred to do that not at the airport in front of all those thousands of people. But it's how I am and a very emotional person. And although there's a part of me that is really looking forward to the quiet of having our house back and having the summer to ourselves before we take in hopefully university students that were are self-contained and I don't have to feed. Um, they'll be just renting bedrooms and looking after themselves. There's still that part of me that's that's so gonna miss. You know, when I go to watch TV tonight, there'll be you know not a little girl there asking, "Do you want to watch a show?" I actually can work in my office late if I want to, and probably knowing me, I've been resentful that I haven't been able to do that for two months, and now that I'm able to do it, I'll probably be sad that I, can, that I have to, because that's how we are as humans. It's just, uh, it's quite entertaining, and in fact, today's, uh, when I check the meditation book, today's June 21st, uh, coming up this weekend in here in BC, Canada, is the first day of summer, and unfortunately, we've had this amazing great weather, and today it turned. It's like, hey, where's the summer gone? But we've just had like 30 degree Celsius weather this past couple days. It's just been crazy. We're used to things being a little more temperate in the lower mainland. So uh, everyone usually has a bit of a culture shock when when we get those, those over 30 degree days. Anything really over 28. So today's 
meditation was on, you're right where you need to be. And it's interesting because as much as I have been really looking forward to this month, kind of being over and, and ending this phase of, of life and moving into something new, it also means moving into something new in my speaking career that has made me a little nervous, I'm, I'm not going to lie. And I'm going to have to get focused and really concentrate on that and I'd have no more excuses. So lately, there are reasons why things, some things aren't getting done, but there's still excuses. You know, you can call them what they are. I, I can't create time in a day and I can't create energy out of nothing with my fibromyalgia. But at the same token, I chose to take on these students. It was, it was my suggestion to my husband and I thought, you know, I'm home anyways, blah, blah, blah. But you forget the obligation and the fact that your time really isn't 100% your own. You are beholding to someone else's time schedule and their needs. Whether large or small, it all plays a part. And it's funny because I am the queen of the shiny object uh, syndrome. It has been a huge problem in my life. I'm quite energetic normally and I like taking on new things. I love learning new things. So having my kids in the house, my host son and daughter this past 10 months, has just been fascinating for me. I have loved the conversations, the interactions, the uh, talking about perspectives on life. That to me has just all been so fulfilling. However, there's also been this little bit of a niggling at the back of my mind when I realized, you know, my website is still eight months not done. The ebook is finally being uh, edited by a professional as I, you know, procrastinated for months on end. And I really haven't had the social media presence I was looking for, working a lot with accounting, and that's really all I could handle was just the accounting clients and, and the home life. And the third thing that's really supposed to be the focus and I guess a little bit my dream, my goal has been put on the back burner again. So it made me stand back and think the other day, was this just another shiny object? Because it has given me another reason to procrastinate. It's given me the excuse and the inability to keep moving forward, to really making the commitment to put the eggs all in that basket, not worry that the universe will supply, because this definitely did not, this endeavor this past month did not meet our financial needs of this house, even remotely. That was definitely a bust. So we have not met our financial obligations of the home and I have not got the business done you got to stand back and, and my time's been absorbed. You have to stand back and say, was that really worth it? There is a concept in the business world where we talk about, you know, doing what you're good at and making sure that you're hiring people to do what you're not good at. In other words, quit going out and trying to recreate the wheel and learn every software program and how to edit and how to do this, that, and the next thing. When there are professionals out there for sometimes large fees, sometimes very reasonable. Fiverr is my friend. Fiverr.com. Oh my goodness, I need new intro, intro, extra music for this podcast, in fact, because the information's old. All the um, uh, designations for all the channels have all been kind of turned over to Living Well, Living Well with Shell, or High Functioning Habits. The brand has been more solidified, and a lot of the stuff on my intro still talks about Shellster 8 and my Twitter feed and things that are just all the wrong names. Well, you know, I did the first one. It may not be great, but it was two years ago. I was just starting out, but this next one, Fiverr, will be hired to do it properly. And these are the things that if finally, if, if you've made a decision to accomplish something, you have to go out and work, you know, and, and make your living, but you also have to manage your time. For instance, 
very quickly when the kids arrived, I realized I needed a cleaning person back again. There was not a chance in heck that I was going to be able to manage to keep two levels of this whole house clean, do both my careers and look after teenagers and clean up after them. Because honestly, ugh, gross. I haven't done, you know, I was a career woman and I had a cleaning lady most of my life and they are not staff and they are not servants. They are assistants in my lifestyle. They are greatly appreciated. And for my foreign listeners here in Canada, we do not have, you know, cheap labor. That's why we're not a third world country. My cleaning lady does not come in at five bucks an hour. She comes in at $25 an hour. So that sort of sacrifice and decision is something where you have to look at your life and say, am I, am I, is my, am I two hours being spent elsewhere better earning potential? For me, they definitely are when I'm doing my accounting work. And also for my lifestyle, is this really what my family wants me to be doing on the weekend or would they like my time? Like, would, you know, and it's true that the, these things all play a part. I'm a big believer. This is something that's really tough in the North American lifestyle. We all think we're super women. We've got both parents working and nobody assisting us. I just wondered when everyone thought that was a brilliant idea. Your children need your time. They need your expertise. They need your wisdom. And they're not getting it if you have no time for them. If you're working all day and then looking after your home and doing housework and everything all weekend and there's no interactive time, Nobody's sitting down to dinner together. Where's, you know, you're not where you need to be at that particular point, I believe. And I, I'm really watching some of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Outcome or consequences of this chasing after type thing versus choosing the lifestyle that you want and then working towards that. Not keeping up with the Joneses. If your lifestyle requirements are family or time, then you're going to make sacrifices in other areas. You're going to perhaps make decisions in your work life and then you might have to give up on a second holiday a year because that money, you know, it just doesn't grow on trees. It all has to be earned. We attract what we want in our lives. So make a plan and make sure that is your focus and you are attracting that. Otherwise, like I did this past year, you are just attracting busy work. And my kids, as much as I love them and wouldn't have given up this, I, I wouldn't. I'm really glad I had the experience but I won't do it again for another year because it is busy work for me. But I wouldn't have known that till I went through it. So you know what? Learning experience uh, done. And probably I've talked to some other parents now this past week as we're, this time was approaching and friends who have done this or have family members that do this. And apparently not everyone's quite Keith and I. We are very hands-on involved. Uh, you know, these children are our, are our children while they are here. We are looking after them on the on the um, approval of their parents in another country. And we take that very personally, right? I know there's a lot of uh, issues out there. In fact, we get talked to, we get asked by exchange companies all the time, you know, could you take another child, da, 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 da. <clears throat> it didn't take long for the fact that, you know, our home was, was positive and it was a great experience for our kids. And that's what the agencies were looking for because there's a lot of people that are just not that interested. They just, you know, they're renting out a bedroom, but they're really not involved in these kids' lives. And you know what? That is all part of their experience here in Canada. If they're not involved, how are, first of all, how are they learning English? Because that is what they're here for, is to experience a different culture and get better at the language. 
we are very spoiled in North America. Uh, Great Britain ensured that, you know, English is spoken across the globe and is the language of international business. Doesn't matter that perhaps our population doesn't justify that around the globe. It just is what it is. And it's not about changing the game, just sometimes you have to learn to play the game. So these kids are ensuring they come and they have that second language and it's English and that they can expand and do more and be more. It's, it's quite amazing. I'm, it's, it's an amazing thing. I believe has its ups and downs, but it's an amazing experience. That being said, if some of these kids are coming over here and they're just, you know, being put into a basement suite and, and, uh, fed, but there's no interaction. That is not the fulfilling experience that I'm sure they were hoping for. And certainly that their parents were hoping for. And I also think the host parents are missing out. I think there is a lot to be experienced and learnt from these kids. Uh, some of it's just you want to shake your head and you, you now, I am very clear on why some countries are third world and as much as I like my bleeding heart to step in, it's like, no, they need to evolve at their own rate in their own way because until their fundamental way of thinking changes and they put quality on life and liberty and honesty and that sort of thing, their culture won't change. The corruption will continue. Uh, the poor will remain in poverty. They will, they will basically continue to endorse a slave labor population because the haves and the have-nots have are so far apart. I'm very clear, and I've kind of kind of got onto another tangent here, um, that the middle class is sort of, I've always, you know, tried to educate my son that that's a fake economy. Money makes money, and unfortunately, then at times poverty begets poverty. But in North America, with the ability to be educated and get a loan and having labor laws, the middle class is, a, is the supporting body of our country. The unfortunate part is other countries, third world countries, their poverty stricken people are the body, are the, who bear the numbers. We don't have that problem in North America because it's the middle class that bear the numbers. We still have incredibly wealthy people, but they are the minority. The 10% are not the ones influence everything that's going on in a country's dynamics, in their politics, in their policies, that sort of thing. We take that very seriously and I hope that we never lose sight of that because when you do and you watch governments start to make changes in our countries that lose sight of that liberty and that middle class and this entrepreneur, you will lose so much. You will lose inventions. You will lose initiative. You have to give people a reason. And there's no, just, there really is very few places on the planet like our, like our North America where you know, Canada is so unique considering little population we have, what we have. We are very, very fortunate. So I just wanted to give a little gratitude on that. But back to um, it just being a bit of a sad day, but also going back to where the meditation was today. I have to believe that right now I'm where I, I need to be. This phase of my life is done. It was a great experience and it has forever colored and changed my perspective. And I always encourage that as one of my biggest things with my son. Oh, here's a segue story. My son saw a natural path yesterday for the first time. My natural path, in fact. And he phoned me up so excited because he just loves Dr. Bastian. And why wouldn't he? He's just an amazing uh, man and an amazing doctor. But he was like, 
well, these guys actually understand your health. I'm like, yeah, I've been trying to tell you this for 10 years, but until, you know, you needed it. And he did, he hurt his foot. And he was like, no, mom, what do I do? Because it's a very similar injury to what I did. And actually it ended up being exactly the same injury. He managed to bruise and sprain his big toe joint. I did it by falling and getting something they call um, toe jam or something. My, not toe jam. That's, you know, what's the way, what did my husband call it? Turf toe, turf toe, toe jam. That's when you don't wash your feet. Uh, turf toe, and that joint swells up now because you've damaged it. And it takes a long, long time to heal. Well, you know what? Injection therapy, not the drug stuff like cortisol and such, but in direct, uh, prolo injection therapy with a naturopath can really strengthen the ligaments around that and, and give you a huge amount of relief from pain and solve the problem. So he went in to see him on faith, and he's just sold. He's like, I told him I was on lithium, but I'm not healing from wounds. He goes, well, you need to take a vitamin, uh, a zinc supplement because lithium depletes that in your body. Ryan's gets on the phone with me. Why didn't the doctor tell me this? I'm thinking because they're, they're educated and designed to treat illness and give you a drug. They're not, they're no longer educated to keep you healthy. There is a difference between treating a symptom and treating your health guys. He has now learned the difference. And he's a believer and he's sold. He understands it now. There's a lot of flaky naturopaths out there. I understand that. Just like there's a lot of good, bad chiropractors, good, bad GPs, good, bad surgeons. You need to take your health into your own hands and go investigate. As it turns out, luckily, he just took my word for it. Why would he go and, you know, go out and, and try and find someone new when I had a personal recommendation of someone that I know knows what they're doing and who I really enjoy and figured he'd love his personality as well. Boom, Bob's your uncle. So that was sort of a neat experience, uh, but that's where the perspective comes into it. Until you experience it, until you've changed your mind, until you have just made a decision to be more open to other information, you're going to continue living in a very closed life and things will pass you by. I believe I spoke on this last week or the week before quite in depth about being closed off and the universe cannot give to a closed heart. It just can't. It's got no place to enter. It's got no place to, to deposit because you've shut your mind, shut your spirit, shut your body down, your, your consciousness down, and you aren't accepting. So stop doing that. So right now, I think I am where I need to be. I've had this amazing experience. My perspective has changed. I'm very clear on what I want in my career. I do just want to public speak, be a keynote speaker. The, once the book is done and I can take that to, to an audience, that really has always been my dream. Where shiny objects or where deviation comes into it is sometimes just admitting what we really, really want in life, what we feel we might be good at. And then we start deviating it and making excuses. Why would anybody want to listen to me? Am I really know what I'm talking about? There's so many people out there that are better than me. That may be true. But I still have an active podcast and subscribers and people listen and people still pay to come to me to get coaching. But that coaching one-on-one -on -one is not really my lifeblood. It's not, I enjoy people. I enjoy helping them and moving them forward, but I'd rather do it on a larger scale. I don't think I personally have really the patience to deal often with the one-on-one. -on -one. I facilitate better in a group. That's become very obvious in numerous courses I've taken. As soon as you stick me in a group, people will immediately start bringing things to the table and I do have a bit of a gift 
for facilitating those ideas and getting clear, everyone clear on page, and then the group moves forward. I don't even have to be the one leading the group. I just have to be facilitating. But we get scared in our lives and we don't want to go after our big dreams and we're not sure we're where we're supposed to be. We think maybe we're on the wrong path or um, our journey is stopped and we're thinking, well, now what's wrong? When in fact, we're where we need to be because there might be a lesson we need to learn right here or what we've been doing is taking us on the right path and we are right where we're supposed to be, but perhaps our consciousness hasn't quite caught up yet. But we sometimes will get there regardless because we get there instinctively. Your subconscious and your spirit, they have a need and a want. And oftentimes they will make sure you get there one way or the other. When I was younger, I was lucky enough to go into a course, the Pursuit of Excellence, I'm pretty sure was the course I was in when I learned this, that we get what we need one way or the other. We get what we need positively or negatively. And this really helped me in dealing with my eldest niece who really had a tough time from 16 to 21. 17 to 21 were her worst. Yeah, no, maybe 16. It really helped me understand where she was coming from and all her self-destructive behavior because she needed something and the only way she was getting it or the only way she was taught to get it, the only way she understood to get it was negatively and acting out. It was the only way she was getting her parents' attention. It was only the way she was getting attention from men. It was the only way she was feeling um, the emotion that she needed to feel was through negative behavior. Knowing that it was about helping her and just being there as a support system, that there are positive ways of getting these hits. And I'll call them a hit because sometimes our needs are sometimes like a cocaine habit. We, our, our spirit, our subconscious, there's things that we need as individuals. The sooner you can figure that out, the sooner you can find ways to positively obtain those needs. But this is where we run into a huge difference with someone like, say, my son, who struggles every day with bipolar, but was brought up by me, positive affirmation. He has a bit of my gift of knowledge, for sure, being an IT geek. He goes out and researches, and he finds ways, he doesn't always succeed, life is not perfect, in getting positive ways of getting what he needs, getting the fix he needs. Where last month, we had a young man that came into our home for, for uh, a few weeks, who was bipolar, whose family did not know how to deal with him whatever he at all. He wasn't diagnosed till it was way later in life. And he was an addict because he had no ability to understand how to positively get what he needed. So he self-medicated, he masked pain, he had no counseling, he did not know what his triggers were. He knew nothing. And he was just such a lost, lost young man. He is hospitalized right now and no longer in our home and unfortunately no longer in his job. Uh, but I'm really hoping that with our medical system here in Canada, that now that he's hospitalized, he will get the help and the rehab that he needs. And my heart really goes out to him. But these were perfect examples of, uh, of just remembering and reminding us that, you know what, we have needs. We're going to get them one way or the other. So if one of those things could be that you open your mind and, and accept that you are where you need to be right now, Maybe you haven't learned all the lessons yet. Maybe you've learned them and you haven't quite absorbed that it's, you know, hey, that lesson's learned, that habit's in place now. Quit fighting with it. Just let it be now and move on to something new. Find something new and positive that you can work on in your life. Some new habit. 
don't try and tackle everything at once. That's not how life works. And I sometimes wonder if that is why we never feel that we're where we need to be because we're always trying to handle so many things. So many things. We feel like we're spinning in circles, feeling lost and confused and trying to figure out where we need to be. Here's another good example. I golfed on Tuesday. It was great. I'm back into once a month golfing in this ladies uh, group. My girlfriend and her husband along to a, a nice little private club out in Tawasin, an area where I live. And uh, it's ladies nine and dine, which is perfect. She's had a hip operation. I've got fibro. Nine holes is wonderful. When I play a big course, which I still, you know, I enjoy golf, but by the 14th hole, I'm done. I'm very done. And I endure the rest. And that's, that's no fun, especially with what golf costs in North America. It's insane. So we do this nine and dine and it's just a lovely social time. I just, I'm really enjoying it. Well, she was kind of complaining about how she'd gone out with her husband and her son and the boys are doing what men do on a golf course. They're correcting her. Oh no, 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 no. My husband learned very quickly in our relationship. You're not a golf coach. You're not a pro. You may, you taught me, you, you got me introduced to it. You've taught me a few things. I have now paid to a professional to make sure I don't learn bad habits. You may coach when I ask at a driving range only. When we play, you keep your mouth shut. When we play, this is about me playing my game and you playing your game and enjoying each other's company. Now, I got very lucky. My husband got on page really fast with that 15 years ago. The funny part was, 16 years ago, actually, the funny part was we golfed together two weekends ago and we had not golfed for about 18 months and on the very first hole he made some comment and I just looked at him I said whoa I have you forgotten the couple rules he goes oh right sorry yeah you'll be quiet now for the next 17 holes unless I ask <laughs> so my girlfriend was finding this quite phenomenal that she goes really you got your husband trained I said, it's not about training it's about respect golfing is supposed to be fun if I get a crappy score I was lucky enough to learn right out of the gate 16 years ago that does not make or break my fun in my golf game. Matter of fact, I always joke that I actually got more value for my money because I hit the ball twice as many times as you did. Uh, I'm not saying there aren't days of frustration. And just to clarify, in case you've never heard me tell the story, I have a natural swing. I could hit a golf ball right out of the gate, very first time in my mid-30s, 150 yards, straight down the fairway with my three-wood. I had never touched a golf uh, club in my life. All right, this could be my sport, I thought. It's also the only time my mind chatter stops because I did everything active back then. I was, you know, playing squash, rollerblade, blading. Um, I still skied. I mean, I did, I did stuff back then. Like that was all very, very active. Uh, so this was something new that was, you know, calming and required a bit of precision and concentration. I loved it. I, I could not believe my mind chatter shut the freak up. Does a lot in yoga, but still not as much as golf. The second I'm on a golf course, my mind stops. It's like, oh, this is great. So I really enjoy golfing, and I didn't want my husband to take that away from me. So my girlfriend and her husband need to have a little chat. Set your own parameters. I've, I've podcasted about that before. Set your boundaries and make sure other people are respecting them. But only you can put those boundaries in place, okay? So I know I got a little segue there. So today, I have to accept that right now, my kids are going home now. Well, my second child is going home. She's so excited to see her parents, but she was still crying and giving me a hug because I know she's going to miss us. I think she felt very safe and loved here, and I hope she did because that was our intention and included in our family. We were all where we needed to be for this journey, but now this journey is over and it's time for another chapter. So you're right where you need to be, and maybe you've been there all along, 
please accept it, absorb it, and move on. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.